Welcome to the Working Well Podcast. I'm Tim Boris, CEO of Fresh Wellness Group. This show explores the diverse aspects of workplace health and personal performance. On the Working Well Podcast, we dive into the foundations of what makes wellness work in workplaces around the world. We connect with corporate leaders, executives, and industry experts who are helping make life more awesome at work and home. Join us to learn workplace wellness best practices, personal performance tips, and access resources to jumpstart your personal and corporate programs. Jennifer is the founder of JB Music Therapy and the executive director of the Canadian Association of Music Therapists. She has been instrumental in delivering hundreds of music therapy programs throughout Canada for almost 30 years. She and her company have been nominated three times for the Calgary Chamber of Commerce Community Impact Award. At JB Music Therapy, Jennifer currently leads a team of 18 certified music therapists. As a speaker and author of two award-winning books called Tune In and Wellness Incorporated, Jennifer is a trusted expert for media outlets across North America, including NBC, CBS, CTV, Global TV, Fox News Health, and CBC. Her work has been featured in publications such as The Guardian, The Huffington Post, and Canadian Living. Welcome, Jennifer. I'm so excited to have you on the show, and I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. I, I know it's going to be great. Great. Me too. All right. Now, it's, I'm going to start off because as a workplace health and performance podcast, many people unfamiliar with you or the music therapy industry are probably wondering, why is Tim having uh, a music therapist on the Working Well podcast? Can you shed some light on how music therapy fits in with the corporate world. Right. Uh, you know, I guess the first thing is just to think of all of us that are listening right now and the role that music has played in our lives our entire life and the way that we have celebrated with it, the way that we have found creativity and now in the workplace where we're seeing music really shine is how it can boost our motivations and productivity. And it does that by also decreasing our stress. And when we're in a work environment with so much going on and we're needing to accomplish so much, we're looking to find new ways that we can create ease in that while still keeping up on our edge. And music has a great capacity to help us do that. Very cool. Yeah. And, and we were chatting before I've, I'm a huge fan of music and I've used music in so many different ways throughout my own life as an athlete, as you know, I, I was just saying, even at work, I, personally, I just will listen to music. I need to focus. And uh, if I need to get pumped up for a big meeting, I've listened to my favorite song and things like that. And, mm -hmm. but I've, for some reason, never connected that to organizational workplace performance and how we would, as a, as a company, harness that power to improve not just performance and productivity, but well-being and happiness. So, uh, so how does how does music fit into the well-being puzzle? Yeah. So, you know, let's let's start with some of the the science behind it because I think that's going to help us figure out how this all works. Um, there are some 
key pieces of, of information that I, I feel would be useful. So one is there is no other activity we know of that accesses more areas of the brain simultaneously than when we're listening to music that inspires us. And this is incredibly um, useful information when we're feeling stuck. So if you ever get worried, I don't know, you know, some people get worried once in a while and you start feeling that worrying, um, you you are, are replaying something that is happening over and over and you know something else needs to get done. But it your brain seems to keep automatically going back to that place where you're worrying. Well, we know that when that's happening, um, we have triggered our amygdala. We're talking about that a lot these days where that when our amygdala is triggered, it's when we want to fight, flee or freeze. And I don't know what um, what freezing looks like for you or what that looks like for you. For me, it often includes, you know, um, sometimes I even though I'm in I tend to be a total morning person and I've got lots of energy in the morning. Um, but I can even feel like, do I really want to get out of bed today? Like I'm already worrying first thing or, or perhaps it might take me directly to a bag of cheesies, which I know isn't healthy for me. Or it's that, you know, half bottle of wine that I'm going to down. So, cause I'm trying to stop it so much. So here we are in this, this trigger and um, what we're wanting to do is in order for us to get that thing done that we know is so important and, and this could be a really important work project that we need to be creative around um, is we want to shift into another area of the brain. We want to go over to our hippocampus, for example, and music um, lives there with our memories, our our music memories and the stories that go along with it. So um, it could be that song that the last time you heard it, you felt so good when you listened to it. It could be the song from your high school days when you had a great experience with your best friend and you're imagining yourself sitting in the, the rumpus room, depending on sort of what the day was. And, and you were listening to that song that just inspired you so much from Pink Floyd, you know, like it could have been any of those examples. And so as soon as we, trigger and it shifts to that hippocampus the amygdala does not have the same clout it's just not able to do the same worrying and as soon as we go into this creative space and we begin to really listen deeply to the music we have these memories it is then just a short little little step to go into our executive functioning where we can make the next best decision. Music ultimately helps us unlock and it helps us do that really efficiently. It can be as fast as 10 seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes, but it's a very efficient process um, to get us to that place where we just don't feel stuck. That's really cool. Yeah. And I know what you said about the memories as well. Like you hear a song and all of a sudden you're 
instantly taken back to that moment you can almost you feel the emotions you you can almost smell the smells of you know i kind of played baseball growing up and i hear certain songs and like the play i played before games and i can smell the grass on the field the fresh cut grass on the field and yeah oh and you know yeah i and this is what happens for all of us um and what's also really nice about music is we tend to go back to many, many more positive memories than we do any negative ones. Although music can be associated to a negative memory, if you were just to sit here and we were going to talk back and forth around all our music memories and all the stories that came with it, um, they're typically always going to be positive ones, and yeah. which helps us feel good too. Yeah. And I think intuitively people realize that and know that mm. the, the connection is how do we mm. harness that, particularly for business. And I know a lot of people harness it, like the, the put on your run playlist to go out for a run and things like that, or the workout playlist. That's really common. Yeah. And I, I think more people are familiar with that, but in the workplace, where do you, how do you see that being implemented? Yeah. Because this is where it can also get tricky, right? Because, um, no, no one music is the prescription that's going to take an entire team into a certain direction um, because music does tend to be incredibly personalized for, for how it affects us. Uh, but when it comes around to um, elements that I hear about all the time, you know, uh, companies are looking to boost team culture and to have some uh, uh, connecting the team even more closely together. If teams are working online, are there other ways that we can do that? And one of the ways is by getting to know our our colleagues um, music based preferences and and we can learn about those and learn about them through that experience. Uh, so one of the um, I know that we've got I've got some companies right now working on putting their core playlists together for their team and these playlists are being used for for different purposes, but one of them might be around um, get to know those that you're working with and in a new way and so they're putting together playlists and it could be the the song that um, energizes me the most or the song that I feel I can do a creative process with and you put those playlists and share them amongst your colleagues playlists are a great way to collaborate hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I, the person in my office that likes Kenny G, I can introduce them to Rage Against the Machine, something oh, like that. <laughs> and, and it tells you a little bit about them too, you know, yeah. like, and, and you get to know people's histories around where, and, and now also we've got such diversity and multiculturalism in the workplace, getting to know the music that people were listening to as they were in junior high and high school. And it might be another place um, in the world and you're going to learn some new music, uh, and a bit more about them too. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And, uh, I know uh, you probably face this a lot. There are probably a lot of cynics out there when you can say, uh, what am I supposed to hire a DJ to like, uh, walk people into every, uh, every meeting or something like that. How, how do, how do you address those types of concerns? 
Right. Like, so in regards to who do we, in order for us to access the music, is that what you're thinking of there, Tim? You know, uh, even just at the leadership or executive level is like, what, what does that look like? How do you overcome some of the preconceived notions or myths or barriers that exist? Right. Well, I think as a leader, the first thing I would do is assess my team of how are they using music already. And um, we're seeing a lot of uh, of in the ear people already listening to their music, depending on on the environment they're working on, uh, working in. I we're particularly seeing that in a lot of the tech industry, um, yeah. where people are really getting into their music as they're working. Um, I need to do a quick caveat here. Not everyone can work to music. Um, some people, and I'm one of them, actually, there are very few administrative, like computer-based tasks that I can do and listen to music at the same time. That has a lot to do with the fact that my ear is so tuned into music that it inspires me in a completely different way than focusing on this computer task that I'm needing to do administratively. So these are things that we can um, do some assessment on. But for those that do have their pods in their ears, um, you can see them around the office or you can even see them when you're on a Zoom call and who's listening to music at the same time. Um, it's about assessing that just like we're assessing other skill sets, um, just like we are trying to figure out what is motivating our people. Um, music may be one of the key motivators for our people and they're already naturally using it. Um, they know what inspires them as leaders. It's just us being aware that that is, um, a, an important part of their job satisfaction and their employment satisfaction. So um, it's it's about paying attention. Yeah. And help as leaders to would we help uh, facilitate that? Because I know there are probably some departments or leaders that would saying take say, them out. <laughs> yeah, you you must not be paying attention. You must yeah. uh, be slacking if you're listening to music. Yeah. And the research would say that that's not correct. The research is definitely very clear that for those where um, it's about asking the person how productive they're feeling listening to music, and some people feel twice, three times, four times more productive by having those beats that are going in the ear for them. And then some others, like I said, are doing better with silence, but as, uh, we do not necessarily have to um, facilitate it in the way of ensuring everyone has headphones, although that would be lovely because there's really great quality headphones out there that not everyone has access to. Um, but it may be that we just start recognizing that this is a learning trend, it's a work trend, and that music can really be helping your people. Yeah. How does this come into like some offices will have like, you know, the radio station playing or something like that in the office? How, what do you see happening great around question. that? Yeah, great question. Um, so it 
it's definitely setting a tone. So if you just have a, a speaker, um, a speaker within the office setting, for example, you are definitely setting a tone um, by whatever your choices are. It is not as effective as giving people the choice to listen to the music that works best for them. And if anything, actually having music on in the background for a group of people can be quite detrimental um, because it 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 isn't working with that personal piece um, of how music is is at its best you know it's really then one person choosing what works for them thinking about how it's working for them and uh, it's not as efficient um, you know Tim I like where you're going and and it comes down to setting goals and this is where that performance piece that you're talking about whether you're an athlete or whether you're a leader in a corporate setting it comes down to what's your goals and then it's finding the right music in order to support those goals yeah yeah because yeah, i know uh well and is slightly different than the corporate world but mm -hmm. i guess in a, in a way there are lots of research around retail and what music plays in a store to influence sales. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm curious to know how, how that fits into it. And it's slightly on a side tangent from the, the regular yeah. office building. I, I think it's actually a great example. So I did um, quite a few interviews not too long ago around Christmas music, about Christmas music starting to be played in the retail stores in early November and how is that affecting people. Um, and it's the answer is that like all things music, it does affect people differently. But this this concept of retail store, um, there has been a lot of research on that in order to boost sales. Um, here's an example. There are people going into a retail outlet, they hear the music, and they walk out because they're not vibing with the music. But what they might not be considering is they were never the target market to begin with because the music is completely being selected for the target market they want in that store. But to be honest, you know, I go go to a mall, for example, and I don't know if retail stores are um, putting in the time to always consider the music that they're playing. They're, I often ask um, if they've got set tracks. And at some stores, they absolutely do. And you probably know them and you go in there and you always hear very similar music. And there's a certain uh, relationship you have to be it the clothes or the shoes and the music they're playing and you can hear all the associations but some are still not using it and i feel that they could use it better to reach that target market they're hoping to serve yeah yeah and and some of it would be branding you're like you're matching the style of music to the branding if you're Exactly. You know, a, a clothing store for Gen Z, you're going to have different music than if you're, you know, Hall Renfrew or if you're, you know, Harry Rosen or something like that. Exactly. And now they have all the videos going on at the same time. So sometimes those are purely visual and then sometimes there's also music going along with it. It's quite a, it's stimulating all of our senses. So we linger 
and we purchase. And that's ultimately their goal is to have you there and buying. But as companies become more aware of the impact of music Mm -hmm. and mental health is a huge aspect now, how do those pieces fit together with uh, what are you seeing around mental health and music these days? So, I, I mean, I'm seeing a lot. Um, so the, the youngest client my company serves is two months old. Our eldest is 104. Um, we're going into classrooms. We're going into corrections. We're working with people in end of stage life. We're working on mental health units. And so these are some of our most intensive areas where we're seeing the um, impact of mental health uh, throughout healthcare and education. And that's where our company serves predominantly. Um, We are seeing such an increase in the um, well-being of our frontline staff um, and the people now needing to serve those who are also struggling. So there's a lot of struggle that is going on. Um, music is accessible. It is something that um, we can draw on. We're seeing an increase in iPads um, and, and, and playlists and people having good quality headphones and access to those. Either people are bringing them into their own facilities or the organizations are now supplying them. We're seeing a lot of donations that are going in that area um, where people are bringing in, you know, listening devices and recognizing that this can be um, really supportive. Where the music therapists come in is that we become a guide working one-on-one or with small groups to help them find the best music for whatever their needs are. So that could be as as important as decreasing their perception of pain. Um, It could be that they have a really um, stressful um, uh, few days that are coming ahead because they've got tests that they're waiting for. So how can we be using music in regards to that? Um, We have um, ways in which we are using live music with people. Um, We're helping people Um, with their gross motor movements if they've been in a motor vehicle accident for example and they're wanting to rebuild some uh, some strength we're using music you know that we can help keep that beat as we are building their new capacity to move their gross motor fine motor movements so in my world um, keeping people optimistic and positive and their mental health in good shape because um, they've got a long road ahead of them or they've got a really extremely stressful moment in front of them um, becomes uh, basically a lifeline for for many of them and um, and that's what music can provide one of the key things Tim that music does is it taps into Uh, the best part of ourselves and what's already strong. So because we all have music histories, um, because music has played such a significant 
uh, role in our life that we're so um, connected to, it also taps into um, who we are and our core strengths as 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 humans. Yeah. Very cool. And so sticking on the mental health uh, side for a little bit, particularly with companies, we're seeing so many people just burnt out and stressed and really disengaging, particularly now that this online world is being extended a little bit more. How, how can leaders really, how can they start to use music within their team or their group or their department to help improve that? Yeah. So, um, okay. So let's envision, um, let's envision, let's, let's put together, um, a plan. So let's put together that the department, what, what, give me an example of something you feel they're specifically needing right now. Do you feel it's a, um, people are not showing up to work as often? Um, are people feeling just a little slower? What, give me an example of what you've been seeing out there. Yeah. Just, uh, morale being a bit lower, uh, people just being a bit blah and fatigued right. and there obviously there are, there are different levels of you know on the mental health spectrum and you know canadian mental health association has some amazing resources to mm -hmm. figure out where people are but as leaders we sometimes just start to see you know we're having a meeting with someone or, or a group and mm -hmm. we just things feel a little flat and totally. or certain people are feeling a bit fl flat over us and we on a day-to-day -day basis, that can be, that's normal. But if we see it yeah. being a trend, you know, are there things leaders can do with music to really yeah. help? Um, you know, probably the simplest thing, Tim, is that people could do is start a meeting on a, a piece of music that is a theme of what the meeting's going to be about. So there are, even if you're going to go on Zoom, for example, and we're going to have this Zoom meeting, there are lots of songs out there with the word Zoom in it. And it's literally a quick Google check, you YouTube video, you bring it out and everyone starts and you use music as an anchor to the theme of the rest of the day. So you could start the meeting with it. People are, first of all, if they haven't had music at the beginning of a meeting might go, this is different. So it is new, it's shiny, it's going to create that interest. Then you play the song and then you might want to have a little bit of a snippet of the song later on to again anchor it to that meeting. Um, it's the reason why we use a lot of music when we're at conferences, for example. It anchors us into that moment that this is a um, something to pay attention to and it keeps us alert. Um, if we are using beats per minute and you're looking for something upbeat that you want people engaging with, you're looking at about 90 to 120 beats per minute. If you're looking to relax people, you're looking closer to the 60 to 80 beats per minute. And again, there's so many search engines out there now that can give you that information as to songs that fit within that uh, differential. And I can share some as well afterwards. So. 
Um, so that's one idea. Play a song that's going to anchor people to the theme of what the meeting is and whether it be um, we're going to launch a product and so you want people to be really energized and excited about it or if it's going to be something more um, uh, validating where I know you've been dragged feeling dragged out lately and there's songs for that too. So this is also fun for the leader to um, dig into a creative process that they may not be thinking about too often and giving them some opportunity around music. Another exercise that um, uh, I like to do, um, and this is going back to the playlist idea. So if you think about a typical day for yourself um, from the moment you wake up till you go to bed and if you were going to chart your day you might right now know when your lowest time of day is for some people it's first thing in the morning for other people it's you know maybe an hour before bedtime but they don't want to go to bed too early for some people it might be that three o'clock four o'clock in the afternoon slump so just think about what your low point is of your day and now consider um, what is it that you need? What feeling do you need so it doesn't feel so low? Is it that you're needing energy? Is it that you're feeling that feeling of uh, just nurturing? Do you actually need to feel comforted? Like what is the feeling you need that you wouldn't feel quite that low? Whatever that word is, a feeling word works best. That's the name of your playlist for that time of day. And the best part of music is that you can test it. Put six pieces of music into that playlist, very specific to you. Six pieces of music that every time you hear them, they make you feel that way. And if three weeks from now, that song isn't cutting it, greatest part of technology is that we can just remove that from the playlist and add a new one in. So five or six songs for that particular feeling for that particular time of day, 10 minutes of listening. And I look forward to hearing from people to see how their slump can shift. Even if it's 10, 15%, it'll be, uh, it'll be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And I, again, I do that in my, my own work day and I hadn't really thought of it from the organizational side and encouraging people, to, more people to do that. And uh, yeah, I've got motivation, motivation mix, a chill mix, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, feelings. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, um, happy morning, wake up mix and things like that. So yeah. Okay. Good to know. Uh, now you talked a bit more about the, or a bit about the science at the beginning. Mm -hmm. How you, in one of your presentations, I was watching a snippet of, you talked about how music can anchor mood and memory. Mm -hmm. uh, so talk a little bit more about that. I, I think that's important for the, for the, the corporate side as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, having a, what, 
the anchor part, I mean, going back to what we were saying is that we have these triggers and anchors when it comes to music and they can happen quite fast and furious. So, um, if I was going to talk a little bit about the athlete and then we can take that into the corporate world. So you often, we just finished watching the great Olympics and you will see people listening to music right before they go and do their one minute or 30 second of fabulousness. And when, when people are listening to music, they're not using it, uh, necessarily to ramp them up for the activity they're about to do. They're using music um, that reminds them of their last best performance, the last time they did that great thing. And so that piece of music will not be a new piece of music that the Olympians are listening to. It's the piece of music that they see themselves doing their best leap and they see themselves doing their best high jump that they just did, you know? Um, and so um, we can use the same thing at work where we had a successful launch and we had a piece of music that was associated with that product launch. Um, we can use that same piece of music as we begin to plan the new product launch because it is anchored to something that was so incredibly successful. Um, we can use music that um, was at a time in our lives and our histories where we felt our best. And so for me, um, for example, I, I know that I've been, the, the older I'm getting, the more I am doing some reflection. Music is definitely helping me get there. There was a time where I didn't want to listen to any of my junior high music, um, because it just brought so many, um, terrible, um, uh, embarrassing moments that I may have had when I was in junior high. No one had any <laughs> moments like that in junior high. Right? <laughs> exactly. But but as we age, there's something about remembering these really important times of our lives. And many of us are also sharing these times with our kids so we can share what our music is. Um, but as I've gone through my history, I have remembered some of the songs and the pieces of music and the full albums that I felt so great listening to that made me feel strong. I, I just recently, this is more from university, but I was listening to Tracy Chapman the other day. Tracy Chapman was really big for me during university. And even though university was a bit of a slog, it was very difficult. It was her music that allowed me to... Um, uh, to, to take me away into um, a feeling of resiliency um, that I could then uh, feel boosted up and get back to what I would have called the slog of all my homework afterwards because I couldn't do music and homework at the same time. So I would really listen to her quite intensely. Well, I haven't been listening to her at all now. Um, 
and I had something I was working on that was feeling like a slog. Um, and I had to get through it. And I was so grateful I had that memory. Um, this time, instead of just listening to her, I went and started watching videos and past videos and got the entire immersed myself in the experience. And I found that feeling of inspiration came right back. That's an anchor. That's an anchor from our past that we can now grab a hold of and use in order to go through similar feelings, but different scenarios. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. And uh, one thing you'd said that triggered a thought in my head too, is that the Olympic athletes don't, you aren't you? And if you go Oh, can you hear me? I can. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I just lost you for a minute. You were going back to the Olympic athlete. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. I'm not sure what happened there. <laughs> just all of a sudden it just went out. <laughs> the joys of Zoom. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> As um, Yeah. One thing you had said that triggered my memory about the Olympic athletes or triggered a thought is that you had said the Olympic athletes don't aren't necessarily listening to something to ramp them up or amp them up. Uh, and that got me thinking too, about how I've used music in the past and how people could technically use music in the corporate world as well as sometimes if people are overexcited mm -hmm. that you might think it might be a situation where, you know, pump up music would be good. But if you're almost the anxiety is coming up, you can use a more relaxing song to bring yourself back into that York Dobson performance curve, mm -hmm. if you want to say into the optimal range. Exactly. And Tim, I'm not the athlete that you are. So me going out and doing sports has been one of my biggest challenges my entire life. So I can remember taking a running class, for example, because I would just, I so much wanted to be able to run a 10K in my life. It was a goal. I just, I want to be able to do it. But I always felt that I was the slowest in the class. And so I would begin to quit um, because I just couldn't keep up. And, um, and someone recommended to me to use music. I should know that. Um, but I was hesitant to use music. I wasn't sure why. Well, I found out quickly. I 
picked the beats per minute that everyone's saying to do so I you know so I was picking that 90 to 120 beats per minute 120 was the suggestion and I put it on and I went out for a run and I got even tireder faster because it was too fast for me as soon as I realized for me the running was coming. I needed the inspiration to keep going. I, I, I now call myself an endurance athlete. So I needed that endurance state of mind. I needed music that was much more orchestral. I needed evanescence. I needed bigger pieces of music. And then I felt like I was running in my own movie as I was doing it. It had nothing to do with the beats. It had everything to do with that feeling of being a part of something bigger. And then I didn't feel alone. So for all of us, this is where that personal quest is going to come into play. And so we're going to be looking at things like, is it the tempo? Is it the tone? Is it the actual style of voice? Um, some people love those deep, rich voices. Some like those big band experiences and they need to hear lots of electric guitars, you know? So it's about doing some personal work to finding out what is it about the music I am most gravitating to for this particular goal or this particular activity? And then finding more music that is similar to that. Yeah. And yeah, using that in the, in the workplace environment too, whether it's meetings or mm -hmm. uh, having a conversation with a coworker or your boss or working on a project there there are ways that you can use that to optimize your health happiness and performance absolutely yeah that's that's fantastic i i've really uh again it opened my eyes to other ways to use music in the workplace that i've already using in my personal life and so i i thank you for that <laughs> It's great. <laughs> and so I, I have a, I have another question about, and we alluded to it briefly before, but what are some of the call it misconceptions and barriers that you have around working with companies? Mm. Yeah, especially if you're out uh, prospecting for for clients, you probably approach companies and they're like, "What music yeah, therapy yeah. in the office? Yeah. Like, what types of things do you encounter?" Yeah. Um, and, and this is all the arts, you know, um, the arts and business piece seem to have not always been as, um, as, as connected. I do think things are changing though. Um, I agree. People who, who also are leading businesses know there's an art to business so we can create that, that connection also to our, visual environment and our auditory environment are making huge impacts going back to that job satisfaction and and keeping our um keeping our people um yeah as creative and motivated inspired nothing inspires us more than these art forms and uh, that's what we're needing in any office space. If we're going to be truly successful, leading edge, innovative, 
um, we need to be able to access all our tools and resources and the thousands of year uh, around what art does for human beings um, is quite evident. And it's about let's harness that power, bring it into the, the workplace and becoming more leading edge. For sure. And yeah, I, I can see people saying, oh, it must, it seems too fluffy. Like it must work, but there's science behind it. And Huge. Yeah. the the best testament to it is that yeah, your employees are probably using it already on their own. And if you can help facilitate that and yeah. maximize the use of it, it's just going to improve their performance as well. Yes. And recognizing it, recognizing your employees are using it and being interested in that because it's doing something really positive for them, which in turn is going to do something really positive for your company. Yeah. And so as a, I know we could talk about lots more and I'd love to dive into music history and all the different things that I, it, there's uh, you're a wealth of knowledge, but what's, what's a, a one takeaway or piece of advice you'd have for the leaders, executives, or, uh, or employees out there listening to this? I'm going to address the leaders. I, I, I know what it takes to, um, to run a company, to, to look at all the details, but also constantly being focused on the mission and the vision of where you're going. And I feel leaders as well as the team, but leaders even more importantly, to really take time to, to, um, to use music, uh, in a, in a way that is going to bring you the inspiration you need to keep doing the great jobs that you're doing. And, uh, I would start with something like looking at your earliest childhood memories and, um, and just chronologically go all the way to today. Where has music played a role in all your life? Be it, I know many of you were in band, many of you sang in choir, some of you had the ukulele at some point. What did you learn through those experiences when it came to bringing together groups of people, um, people collaborating? How did you collaborate with your music? When you were hanging out with your friends in high school, listening to certain pieces of music, how was that making you feel? And then using your mission and vision thinking as leaders, how can you bring those concepts into your current workplace for your employees? Um, but like all things, leader first, and then we can share with our team. Excellent. And that's, that's awesome advice. I know uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to mention, uh, cause you've mentioned, you've alluded to it a couple of times and I'm a huge fan of playlists, but you have several books right now, um, tune in and wellness incorporated, but the one that, uh, interests me is one that's just coming out. It's, I think it's called wellness. Well-played the power of a playlist. Yep. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I am so excited. This is coming out on October 10th, uh, 2021 for World Mental Health Day. It is specifically focused on creating purposeful playlists and it focuses on different playlists you can put together for mood, 
for memory and for motivations. It's all broken down for you, but it also goes into some of um, that history of the playlists and and you'll if there's uh, any card carrying Gen Xers like me out there, um, it will take you back to uh, the cassette. It will take you back to the streets of New York where the playlist started. It will take you up to what happened as we've gone into streaming and what that all means and how can we be curating our music in a new and fresh way that will um, bring some fun to your lives and hopefully something you will share with your teams, but also sharing with your families and loved ones. Yeah. Is something been lost with the streaming in the sense that it's you can't really give someone a wrapped up uh, mixtape anymore? <laughs> right. And we talk about that, but there are ways that we can still share a playlist. Yeah. And there's definitely ways that we can create those personalized playlist experiences that have just meant so much to all of us. Yeah. I still have memories of the dual cassette with the the matching it up and high speed dubbing and <laughs> totally, totally right and then handwriting all the th songs yeah. that you put on yeah yeah <laughs> it's great. and then you make a mistake and it's white out and you're like totally oh. white out <laughs> yeah <laughs> putting in the pencil and rolling it back a little bit if you kind yeah. of missed yeah had too much yeah. space <laughs> totally we've just dated ourselves now my my kids look at that. I, I had found an old cassette tape in some box in the basement and they were like, what is that? Amazing. So great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And it's been a, amazing information. And I know it's going to help a lot of people in, in their organizations and their personal life as well. Uh, where can people find you? So people can find me two different places, actually, jenniferbuchanan.ca. You will find the new books are all there. If you're interested in music therapy and a bit about what our company does, you can reach me at jbmusictherapy.com. Fantastic. And uh, you're on LinkedIn too, right? So I am. People can uh, find the you there. All social medias, all the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. You're, you're a TikTok expert now too, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. That we've been practicing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. And I look forward to connecting again soon, hopefully in person at some point. Me too. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for listening to the Working Well podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to hear your experiences and how you've applied tips from the show to your daily life, so please keep us posted on your progress. To stay up to date with new episode releases, make sure to subscribe to our mailing list by emailing podcast at freshgroup.ca and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And once again, I'm Tim Boris with Fresh Wellness Group. We'll see you on the next episode.